Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and we are here again for the Healthy Family Law Attorney. And we're in the middle of our four-part series on custody battles, the parenting plan, time-sharing, contact, all of that. So in video one, we did the first five factors that the court must consider in determining a custody case. Second video, we did uh, factors six through 10. And now today we're gonna do, uh, in this third video, the factors 11 through 15. So our purpose is to provide hope and help to your family going through the family law process, whether it be a divorce, custody battle, child support, modification, whatever, and help you do that in a healthy way. So your family matters. We are here to help you. Let's dive in. So number one, the demonstrated capacity, disposition of each parent to provide a consistent routine for the children, such as discipline, daily schedules, homework, meals, and bedtime. All right, this factor kind of dovetails with a couple of the prior factors. If you remember in the first video, the second factor was the anticipated division of parental responsibilities um, and what's delegated to third parties. So this is more like what's going on now rather than what's anticipated, but still it's consistent routine. Uh, it also uh, helps um, explain why the court doesn't just go with the expressed preference of the minor child that we looked at the pre the reasonable preference of the minor child wherein i talked about okay so the court's not going to just go with the reasonable preference or the preference of the minor child the court's going to look at okay who does the discipline who does the homework is one parent just going to be the fun parent and not have any of the responsibilities, not make sure the kids have a, a set bedtime, not make sure the children do their homework, not uh, make sure that the children are ready for the next day a test at school or whatever it may be. Um, so daily schedules are really important. Uh, this factor shows that the court's not going to just go with the preference of the child or whatever parent may be uh, more fun because that parent may not have the discipline that the court believes is, is important for the minor child. Okay, next, factor number 12, the demonstrated capacity of each parent to communicate with and keep the other parent informed of issues and activities regarding the minor child and the willingness of each parent to adopt a unified front on all major issues when dealing with the child. Okay, a unified front. Most parents going through a custody battle don't have a unified front. This is a very difficult factor for the court to determine whether it's favorable to one spouse over the other, or like in a paternity case, uh, the father versus the mother, because neither one may be demonstrating a unified front. Unified, obviously, by definition, means both parties have to be doing it. Um, so 
it would be an advantage if you had emails or texts to your spouse or the other parent that said, hey, let's put together, let's have a unified front. Let's make decisions in the best interest of the minor children. Um, can we uh, agree that it would be best for the kids to go to the summer camp or to be involved in this extracurricular activity? And if the other parent's saying, no, I'm not going to agree with anything or even not responding, then I'm going to tell you how powerful those emails or those texts are. And I can tell you I've won many cases on email and text because either when you do the right thing and you email or you text your spouse and say, let's do what's best for the kids. If they say, no, I don't want to do that, obviously that'd be crazy, but that would be very helpful to your case. If they don't respond and when a, the court's going to go, Where, why didn't you respond? A reasonable parent would have responded and worked together. Those um, emails, those texts are going to be extremely helpful to you in your case. So I always um, counsel my clients to when they're emailing and when they're texting, they're always thinking, okay, I'm doing this in the best interest of the children, number one. I'm doing it knowing the judge is likely gonna see this text or email. I'm doing it when I'm not tired, I'm not frustrated, I'm not angry. And so you wanna know that the court is gonna be seeing it, so you're gonna be very careful about how you do it. And if possible, don't even put the address of the person you're sending it to in until you've reviewed it and proofed it and to make sure that it is truly something that the court will consider to be in the best interest of the minor children and not, again, like a prior factor, not in your best interest, but in the child's best interest. Keeping the other parent informed is another part of this factor. Um, if there's a doctor's appointment, there should be emails or texts to the other parents saying, okay, here's when the doctor's appointment is. And they obviously, uh, the other parent has a right to be at the doctor's appointment. If you've informed them and you can show the court all of these emails or texts that, hey, you told them when the doctor's appointment was, when the parent teacher conference was, and the other parent never shows up at that, that will be counted in your favor and against the other parent as one of these 20 factors the court has to consider. All right, factor number 13, evidence of domestic violence, sexual violence, child abuse, child abandonment, child neglect, regardless of whether there's a prior or a pending action relating to these issues uh, has been brought. So the court has to make specific findings. It'll say in here, acknowledge in writing that such uh, evidence was considered in this evaluation. So the court, it's really important that if either you or your attorney make sure that the court is making a specific finding of fact with regard to each of these 20 factors, or you could go through a whole custody case, the whole trial, get a, a favorable ruling from the court, and then the other party appeals it, and in our case, the Fifth District Court of Appeal in Daytona Beach can reverse the court for not making specific findings of fact 
on each of these um, 20 factors that the court has to consider. Okay, so make sure your attorney is going to do that and you need to be part of, I think an informed client is powerful because you're part of the team. You know the facts, your attorney is supposed to know the law, but the more you know, because it's going to obviously help your case. Nobody is as interested in your case as you are. Your attorney may have 20, 30, 50 cases, but you have this one case. So your attorney should bring you on board as part of the team to make it more effective. It's so much more powerful that way. All right. Factor number 14. Evidence that either parent has knowingly provided false information to the court regarding the pending action regarding domestic violence, sexual violence, child support, uh, I'm sorry, child abuse, child abandonment, uh, or child neglect. So if the court's going to consider one of these factors, neglect, abuse, uh, domestic violence, and it turns out that you misrepresented something to the court or lied to the court or there was some fraud to the court, the judge is going to weigh that very heavily against you. So don't do that. Make sure you're being accurate. Make sure you have some evidence, um, a witness, something to support uh, your allegations there. Or otherwise, um, factor number 14 will be um, used against you. Okay. Finally, on factor number 15, in uh, this video. Again, we're in the third of a four-part series. I hope you've watched the first two. If you haven't, go ahead, go back and uh, watch those videos, and then you can go through all four of these, and the next one will be coming out uh, shortly. So, number 15. The particular parenting tasks customarily performed by each parent and the division of parental responsibilities before the institution of the litigation and during the pending litigation, including the extent to which parenting um, responsibilities were undertaken by third parties. And you remember there was a, in the prior video, we talked about third parties being involved in taking responsibilities. The court wants to make sure that the parents are both very much engaged and involved in the division of responsibilities for the minor children. If you're not really involved, then the court's going to say, well, then I'm going to give more time to the other parent because that's the more involved parent. That's the parent that takes the kids to the parent uh, teacher conferences, to the uh, doctor appointments, is there at all the extracurricular activities, whether it's sporting events, music, dance, whatever. Um, I happen to have been um, involved uh, when I was a kid. I was I played competitive chess. You might notice I have a chess clock in the background. I have a chess board in the background. I, um, somewhat of a nerd, I guess, but I ended up winning the Dade County Chess Championship two years in a row when I was in uh, junior high. So um, I think that's helped me in my legal practice because you learn how to think very strategically, especially if you're playing um, chess at a high level. So anyway, that's kind of an aside. Um, are you involved in your kids' extracurriculars? Are you attending? Great if you are, if you're not, that's gonna be counted against you. 
also third parties. Again, that's uh, grandparents, neighbors, siblings. Are they the ones at the extracurricular events? Are they the ones at the parent-teacher conference? I mean, what's going on there? The court's not gonna like that if you're um, having somebody else always step in. Are you having somebody pick up and drop off your child at school for you? Um, the court's gonna want you to be involved. They're gonna want you to be um, the engaged and active parent. So remember, the court is the starting point is uh, in, in the statute, it says that the public policy of the state of Florida is that both parents have frequent and continuing contact with the minor children. And that's the presumption. And also it's gender neutral. So there's no presumption against uh, dads. Moms and dads are uh, considered the same under the statute. And there's no presumption as to what the time sharing, um, what the time sharing arrangement will be okay so it's not the starting point of the 50 50 time sharing although i have heard some judges talk about that as kind of their starting point in the statute the court is supposed to look at these 20 factors so again i hope this has added value if it has hit the like button i'd really appreciate it if uh, you you're enjoying these videos you, you you're enjoying the content you think it's of value subscribe to the channel we're uh, going to send out new videos every week wednesday at noon hit that bell and you'll get notifications when we post so um, a healthy tip uh, in this series i'm talking about uh, getting some healthy sleep uh, making sure the, the the room is dark you've got those little blue lights on all your appliances kind of covered you know i think it's a good idea to put your um, smartphone in another room on charge if possible unless you're worried about getting a call that you're expecting although that obviously is going to jack your sleep um, make sure the room is cool make sure you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night that you're on the same uh, schedule getting to bed at the same time getting up at the same time um, Finally, I'm not a big fan of um, sleep aids. If you need that, then of course do that. Um, I'm not a doctor, so follow your doctor's advice. Melatonin is a over-the-counter um, natural way to help you uh, get to sleep. Um, can be very helpful. So take care of yourself. Your kids need you. Um, it's it's the long haul. So. We care about you. We want to make sure that you're healthy. I look at that with my clients. I check in with them if they're uh, looking particularly tired um, and help, help them. I always say, let me do all the worrying. You need, don't worry about it. That's why you've hired me. So, or my firm. And we have other lawyers in the firm too. I'm not the only attorney. So I hope again, this is, um, you found value in this and stay healthy, uh, stay strong. And we'll see you in the next video.